MSW Media. This episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. Have you thought about talking to someone but are unsure of where to start? BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed professional counselor specializing in the issues you want to talk about. Join BetterHelp and you can schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist from anywhere in the world on your schedule. Listeners of The Daily Beans get 10% off their first month with discount code DAILYBEANS. So head to BetterHelp.com slash Daily Beans. News, Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, September 20th, 2019. Today, the ICIG testifies behind closed doors. The election in Israel. Kavanaugh asks reporters to lie. Yacht wars. Japan refutes Iran is behind the Saudi oil field attacks. Pelosi on Lewandowski, consolidation of executive power, and Greta Thunberg. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. Hey, welcome back, Jaleesa. Hey. Did you have a nice vacation? Take some time? I did. It was very nice. Thank you. Good. Is Seattle good this time of year? Seattle's great. It's rainy, but it's great. Cool, cool. So rainy, it rained? Yes, but it was nice. It was great working and cuddle and smoking weather. So that's my favorite thing. They call it sweater weather, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're not familiar with that. (laughs) No. No. What are sweater? I'm I'm aware with sweating weather. (laughs) (laughs) With your humidity. Mm -hmm. I can't get over that bit. You did a show last night. You do have a show like every night this week. I do have a busy week. That's um, so cool. Amanda got to see my first show and then my second show did not go well. Was it in the... Tra- where, it was in the brick room. Okay. Yeah. I Hardest bomb I think I've ever had in my life. Oh, dang. Yeah. Is that what prompted that tweet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's kidding, by the way. She's not quitting comedy, but thank no, you no. for all your kind support. Yeah. No, that was I a good like, punchline, though. I like that. Did. Yeah, yeah. It was good. so brutal. <laughs> Well, you made a great tweet out of it, so it wasn't all for naught. <laughs> I liked I it. I guess. <laughs> I enjoyed your pain. That was yeah, thank you. Today's Schadenfreude you was Jordan's set. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. I, I don't see how you could possibly bomb. What were, how, like, what? Oh, God. I didn't do material. There was like five people in the room, and so and they were all dudes, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been in this situation where I was psyching myself up about the fact that it was all dudes. Yeah. But for some reason, I was like, they're going to hate me. And I just like psyched myself out so hard. And I went up on stage and tried talking to them. And it just mm. it just went downhill so fast. <laughs> like, I was unable to make any sort of punchlines whatsoever. And then I tried to go into material and they just weren't having it. It was just fucking noob as fuck. Uh. Well, you know... <laughs> I think you're really humble, so of course you're going to call it a new moment. But you're you're very good. We all know you're very good. You're, That's what you're I was exceptionally thinking. good. But of course, you probably wouldn't say that because you're so humble. But I will say that like a lot of the great people, they have those moments where they don't connect with the audience as well as they'd like, and then you know the highs are all worth it. So of course you got a you got a high following this low. You acknowledge <laughs> the low. The the low happened. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Reality I appreciate your real. support. Thank of course. You. But you know, you know this. This is why we do it. So you're just, you know, yeah. toughening up for that high. Yeah. I <laughs> guess so. <laughs> It'll be worth it. I truly believe in that balance because you are very good. So the, it, you're not going to quit. Therefore, you're going to have a great time in the future with one of these next shows. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. You're yeah. also, both of you are very good at stand up. Aw, thanks, dude. Aww. Hey, man. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it in forever. So I know. With, withhold your judgment. 
Yeah. Until you see me again. But you two are very funny. I don't know when my next show is. Oh, we're doing Venice Underground. Oh, yeah. In October. That'll be so fun. So October 23rd, if you're in Los Angeles, the dog is freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys hear that? I don't know if you guys if you guys can hear it, but we certainly can. Uh, anyway, um, welcome to Home Recording Independent Radio. Uh, so yeah, October twenty third, Venice Underground Comedy in Venice, California. Um, my favorite show in Los Angeles to go to, uh, and most people, I think it does so well because most Venetians don't like to leave Venetians Venice. Yeah, and then there's like a cabaret show after, right? Yeah, burlesque. Yeah, burlesque. Yes, ah. so good. Yeah, it's fun, and they have great drink prices. It's not nine million dollars to have a a Bay Breeze, which is, I think, Julie's favorite drink. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. I love it. You remembered, of course. <laughs> I, my favorite part is no matter where we go, you meet set re- rainy Seattle, and she'll walk in with like a a, 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 a drink with like umbrellas and <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. flowers. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, the reason I topped off the episode with Ahoy Mateys is that Thursday, which is today, I know it's not tomorrow in today land, but it's International Talk Like a Pirate day and we'll get there in hashtag Ooh. so stick around for that very popular holiday amongst um, weirdos so uh, I figured you guys me we're weirdos we'll talk about it uh, plus there was really not much else trending <laughs> yeah and a lot of other political podcasts ha- have touched on this today like NPR podcasts or their politics podcasts. they talked about it what they say about it they started off with a whole monologue and pirate talk and oh, i was like amazing. what is this and then i was like oh you guys We're yeah, jumping so on the bandwagon I, no i like it i think it's a great minds think alike or nerdy weird minds think alike yep. i'm all for it or the jolly roger totally shout out to the npr politics because <laughs> they are very strange people but i love them <laughs> we're all repped by the same dude anyway yeah so he probably is celebrating oh, talk true. like a pirate hey, we're family yeah we are we're, we're family. the weird siblings the, the black sheep of the family <laughs> yeah, That's i'd for probably sure. get in trouble for test for saying that <laughs> God. all right guys we do have a lot of news to get to so let's hit the hot notes hot notes all right so uh yacht wars is back on uh i don't know if y'all watched matto last night on uh i guess that would have been wednesday night uh the indictment of the person who uh like got the broke a bunch of laws getting the contract for puerto rico we're getting a uh 40 foot catamaran uh not a 2018 it's a nice one <laughs> Uh, we're getting uh, a Ford F-250 or F-350 beautiful pickup truck with the trailer to haul the boat, the 40-foot yacht. Uh, we're getting a couple of tractors, bulldozer and an excavator uh, by Caterpillar. So that's kind of cool, too. Um, I like that. You know, the way that Maddow covers this, too, it, it sounds like she's personally getting it. She's like, guys, you won't believe what I got. <laughs> what are we going to do with our boat? And then she shows a picture of her canoeing yeah, yeah. with a tiny fish in her hand. Like, yeah, that's my... I believe it. I believe it all goes to the Maddow fund. Yeah, and oh, she's, she's like, great. I'm not, no fish were harmed in the making of this Maddow. <laughs> But like she, she's like, yeah, I can't even steer the canoe. So one of y'all is going to have to drive our new boat. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, what Yacht Wars is, is, I can't remember who it was. I mean, it was you, Jaleesa. Oh, it was Jordan who who was like, oh, we should have a new show like Storage Wars where whoever gets indicted, all these white collar criminals who get indicted, you get to bid on storage lockers and get their yachts and um, <laughs> and millionaire million dollar homes and apartments in Trump Tower. They all seem to have one. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, Saudi Arabia has a whole floor. Oh. Yep, that's right. The 46th floor. That's a different segment. Yeah. <laughs> a whole different podcast series, probably. 
so also the intelligence community inspector general testified behind closed doors to the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence today, Thursday. And while he did not reveal what was in the whistleblower's complaint, three independent sources have been able to corroborate that the complaint was indeed about the president and a promise that he made on a phone call to a foreign leader. Damn. And um, that complaint itself, we learned today, isn't the only one. This complaint contains multiple acts involving the president. <laughs> Damn. Every day we learn something new. Like at first we learn that, you know, something weird happened, like a whistleblower did, said something, and then we learn it's one secret, and now it's like multiple yeah. promises. It's just, I feel like it's going to be a sex act. The next thing it's going to be like, guys, we learned, we learned something <laughs> he had new. Phone sex yeah. with Putin. Exactly. Ugh. Yeah, you up, bro. <laughs> Are you on the back of your horse? Mm. <laughs> uh, some background, if you're just catching up on this. A whistleblower from the uh, intelligence community that was detailed temporarily to work in the White House for the National Security Council filed the complaint with the ICIG, that's the Intelligence Community Inspector General, about shady communications involving Trump. The ICIG uh, determined within two weeks that the complaint was credible and urgent and sent it to the Director of National Intelligence, who then had seven days by law to hand it over, shall hand it over to Congress, the House Intelligence Committee. Uh, and, and But before he did that, he contacted the Department of Justice. This just came out today, too. It's been verified contacted the Office of Legal Counsel at the Department of Justice, and uh, they advised him not to do it. Uh, and so now the, we also know the White House is involved in this. So the White House, the Department of Justice, and the Director of National uh, Intelligence are blocking um, the information going to Congress. Mm -hmm. So Schiff subpoenaed the complaint um, and got an... He didn't hand it over, but uh, the in fact, the ICIG agreed to testify today behind closed doors and the DNI was supposed to come in today, uh, which is yesterday for y'all listening on mm -hmm. Friday, uh, but said, I can't, that's too short. The notice is too short. Um, but we found out today that he is going to come in on September 26th for a public hearing. Though we expect the DNI will stand his ground, saying that because the president is not under the DNI and because his chats with foreign leaders are privileged, he's not going to hand over the complaint or discuss details. <laughs> no but way. the ICIG still went in today. Yes, the ICIG, and the, but the ICIG did not divulge any details right. about the complaint, but because by law he can't, mm -hmm. um, he he's beholden by that law. Uh, it seems like he really wants to, but he's yeah. not allowed. This uh, is like the juiciest secret that you can't tell. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, we're like edging as a country right now. <laughs> we're edge lords. So yeah, we're edge lords. And uh, and uh, United States of edge lords. Oh, that's amazing. Um, it's like a shitty advent calendar. <laughs> Every day it's something weird about this. Milady. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but he couldn't say anything, and of course, um, the whistleblower is. I think in the law, he, the whistleblower can go directly to Congress, but only if. The ICIG fails to report to the DNI. In this case, the ICIG did report to the DNI. The DNI is blocking it. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to look at the log, and maybe we'll have Harry Lippman on this weekend uh, on Mueller She Wrote to talk about it. But there's got to be something in there, because otherwise the DNI, everything rests on that person. And if that person is corrupt, what's your backup plan? We don't have one. That's what we're learning is that who do we trust? We can entrust inspector generals. Yeah, you, trust there should the... be backups in other... Trump took him out, man. He was thinking a long game or whoever's pulling the... And you, know, you strings here, there, yeah. And you would think that the 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 you know the backup plan, the failsafe, would be the courts. But in the law, it says you can't. T this is not up for judicial review. Well, how many other things are not up for judicial review? Nothing. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> I'll it's give you one. Something you can't sue for. Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Oh, mm. he is the courts. That's that's in a more literal yeah. sense. That's judicial tough. review. Not I the way they're using it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> true. True.
I could sue him for being a for liking beer, but I would lose. Yeah, sidebar, his wife looks terrified of him. Yeah, I just talking body language, that. like objectively speaking. I hope she's okay. Yeah, me too. Um, so anyway, the, I think that the DNI saying, uh, oh, I can't do it this week, but September 26th, I think that's a delay tactic because let's say we can file some sort of uh, petition or complaint with the court. Um, that means we have to follow the letter of the law here, which means the ICIG can't testify to anything that's in the complaint. Otherwise, the case is no good or it's subject to dismissal by the courts because they didn't follow the law. Um, and and basically, he's, you know, coming in September 26th, you know, so that it we would have to wait until we got that testimony to then file suit. I think it's a delay tactic, but I don't even know if we can file suit at this point. Um, so we now know, though, today there was at least one incident that involved a promise to a foreign leader on the phone. And now there are multiple instances beyond that call involving Trump that are urgent and credible threats to national security. The inspector general is not authorized to talk about the substance of the complaint or whether the White House had any involvement in blocking the complaint. But like I said, we do know from other sources that the White House and Department of Justice and DNI discussed and decided to block it. How do we know it's already not being investigated as a counterintelligence we don't. Investigation. Mm. And also, how do we know that the whistleblower hasn't already directly spoken to Adam Schiff? We don't. Yeah. Also, how do we know that they weren't having phone sex, right? Yep. Come on. Booty <laughs> call. That's what this was. I, that is something I, that is a secret I do not want to know. <laughs> um, Congress is warning this could end up in court. But, you know, like I said, the whistleblower law doesn't allow for that, or at least a judicial uh, review. Uh, so obviously, this is the executive branch blocking information to Congress for oversight. This is a blatant violation of the separation of powers, and it's certainly an impeachable offense. But to throw everything on the impeachment wagon, which is dragging out so long, and, and we have a divided caucus among the Democrats, I, you know, I'm not even sure. But speaking of impeachment, it seemed like Nadler and Pelosi flip-flopped today because the House panel is considering holding Lewandowski in contempt. Just hours after Pelosi said to a Dem caucus Wednesday night in a closed meeting that she would have held him in contempt right then and there for his <laughs> bullshit stonewalling and petulant behavior. For those mm. meddling kids. She's really pissed. She's would, like angry grandma. Do you really think she would or do you think she's just saying that? I don't know. I hope she But it might be it. messaging uh, to, to kind of show that she cares about this shit. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, a contempt charge has to go through the Department of Justice. So that's a dead end because of the sycophantic Cabbage Patch doll that is Bill Barr. But we still will get some theatrics, right? In we, the moment? Yeah, we will get some theatrics. <laughs> Pelosi also told lawmakers in a private meeting uh, that no witness should be able to treat members of Congress the way Corey did. Mm -hmm. And we addressed this yesterday. Um, he interrupted them, told them they can read the report passages. Um, he dodged <laughs> questions. He invoked executive privilege, even though neither he nor Trump are lawyers. And Corey never worked for the executive branch. Uh, he promoted his own Senate campaign a couple times and his book during the testimony. Um, so, <laughs> You ever heard of the uh, Corey in the House uh, Disney Channel TV show? Nope. Someone needs to make a meme for this with his face. It's like <laughs> that's a Raven spinoff. Oh, so yeah. It's like he goes I really deep guy. with the millennials. Yeah. Apparently yeah. he fell into like... Oh no! Different different guy so fell into stuff. bad stuff. You're thinking of Ed, oh. um, Orlando Brown. He did fall into bad stuff. He played Eddie on that so Raven. This was the brother. Oh, Orlando the brother. Bloom? Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, this is Kyle something. Got yeah, it, this is right. yeah. Hell, so millennial references. See, Ag. I just now you know what it feels like. Name. See, we got her. <laughs> we got her in real time. Because <laughs> I'm too Look old to watch that shit. Over her head. Well, pretty much. Yeah. It, I, honestly, I'm a little too old for it too. So I don't blame you. No, I'm not. That was all. Well, that show. It was right after. Yeah, that's what. Raven, I'm with you. Yeah, but that's yeah, a Raven's really catch best. Corey in the house too much. Yeah. yeah, we just need a Corey Lewandowski 
in the house picture. That's all I want, guys. You can make it happen. It's a simple request. I think somebody can get that done. Yeah. Uh, here's the problem, though, and not with this, but with the Lewandowski. In order to hold someone in contempt, staff would have had to have drafted a contempt resolution vote on the fly and vote on it in the committee. And the Dems, for some reason, thought it would be better to focus on Trump, which I disbelieve as an excuse because of their continuing use of the five minute apiece bullshit rule and the multiple GOP parliamentary delay tactics in the beginning that just took the whole hearing off the rails. So. Uh, fuck them. Hold them in contempt. They 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 adjourn the hearing, though, rather than conclude it, which leaves it open to a contempt hearing uh, continuation. Not sure about the seeming switch, the, you know, putting Nadler on the cautious side and Pelosi on the contempt train. But I'm sure it was all calculated, perhaps, like I said, uh, Jordan, to give Pelosi some street cred in the impeachment fight, as many progressive Dems are upset with her opposing to calling this an impeachment. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch the end of it. Did Is it possible to contest adjourning? And saying, like, if Collins wanted to say, no, let's just definitively close this. Is that something that he did? He could have. But he I, didn't. I wouldn't see, I don't know. I didn't, okay. I didn't watch. That seems the, like something he would do. Just the, the fact that end. they left it in a sense that they can come back in any way whatsoever. I would, I, I'm surprised to know that he just let that, if he's allowed to contest it, I would have thought that he would. Yeah. And but all that would know. happen is, is that he would uh, bring up a point of order and then they would vote on it. Right. And then and they lose. would say I and nay. And then, and then yeah, Doug Collins would say, call. I need to do a roll call. And then yeah. they would do a roll call. And then they would say motion passed. And yep. Blah, blah, blah. yep. 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 Every single time mm-hmm. they do that to delay this shit. Mm-hmm. They, they're hoping that Americans are just going to turn their television set off. That's why we need that, that Burke guy to go first. How much of calling the roll do you think is them trying to say that they're going to hold the Republican Party accountable. None of it, you don't think? No, because it's always a Republican who requests the roll call. Right. But I'm saying, yeah, that's true. Or Democrats then, not Republicans. Just in general, they just want to have names on the record. No. Who was for this and like who was against it. It might be. I think it's more just to waste time. Yeah. That's really... Definitely to waste time. I definitely believe that. That that might be a nice secondary bonus is to just get people on the record for whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, finally, time for a little schadenfreude. What Schadenfreude is? No, I do not know what Schadenfreude is. Please tell me because I'm dying to know. It's a German term for shameful joy. Gun manufacturer Colt is suspending its production of rifles for the civilian market, including the AR-15, in a shift attributed to consumer demand and a market that is already saturated with similar weapons. The company has said they will now focus on fulfilling contracts with the military and police for these rifles only, uh, and they'll focus on their handguns and pistols. Dennis Villeneuve, the CEO, put out a written statement saying, The fact of the matter is, over the last few years, the market for modern sporting rifles has experienced a significant excess manufacturing capacity. Given this level of capacity, we believe there's adequate supply for modern sporting rifles in the foreseeable future. Okay. So they're saying you don't need these guns? Or they're saying there's already enough of them out there in the market? We don't need to add any more? Market's saturated. Nobody's buying them. Pretty much, I think the people who want to buy the AR-15s have already have like four apiece, and they're not buying anymore. I think Got that's it. probably what's happening. Yeah, we're, we're we're late to the party, basically. <laughs> yeah, cool. Did you see Beto's tweet about how he retweeted an NRA tweet that was like, "Look at the NRA or the whatever something salesman of the year," and it was a picture of Beto because he's been talking about taking away assault, mm. doing a mandatory buyback program, which makes the sale go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. And then he re and then Beto retweeted it today, and it was and mm. with that headline that Colt is going to stop selling them. It was great. <laughs> Interesting. I like it. Just the feedback loop of shade. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the uh, the Sandy Hook video? I don't know if you guys discussed it already. Yeah, San- it's a Sandy Hook group, I believe, actually put together um, Oh, the this, school video? The school video, yes. Yeah, so did you guys discuss that? Uh, no. On, uh, mm. No, yeah, you know, we didn't. That one's a 
It's that tough. One, yeah. Got, got Disclaimer, of a video. Yeah, if you're going to Google this, uh, just know that it is pretty rough. But um, it is like almost what you would call um, like a PSA. PSA, satire, but not funny. Very, very serious. Makes you think. Um, I just forget what a more specific word for this would be, but it's eye opening. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, I think they do a great job. It's shocking, but that's kind of what it takes. Yeah, Sometimes. check it out if you get a chance. If you can stomach it, I would say yes. Google Sandy Hook school, back to school video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should do it. That yeah, should that, pull it that should be but it. But it is, yeah, definitely content warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, folks, is Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. And we'll be right back after a quick message from our sponsor. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, it's AG. And is there something that's interfering with your happiness or preventing you from reaching goals? Uh, do you need a therapist, but you're unable to afford health care? If so, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. There are a lot of barriers to high-quality care, but BetterHelp removes those barriers to give you access to effective, affordable counseling. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who specialize in a wide range of issues, including depression, anxiety, grief, family issues, and LGBTQ plus support. And you can connect with your counselor in a safe, private online environment. Anything you share is confidential, so it's extremely convenient. One of the biggest barriers to care is access, which includes the ability to travel to the provider. Then you have to drive there, park there, find the location. But with BetterHelp, you can get assistance on your own time in the comfort of your own home by scheduling secure video or phone sessions. Or you can chat and text with your professional counselor from anywhere, anytime. And if you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one for no additional charge. Best of all, it's truly affordable. For Daily Beans listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month with Discount code Daily Beans. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash daily beans. Simply fill out the questionnaire. They'll assess your needs and get you matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash daily beans. All right, welcome back. Uh, Wednesday night, we learned that the Japanese defense minister, Taro Kono, told reporters that he has not seen any intelligence indicating Iran was behind the attacks on the Saudi oil fields over the weekend, contradicting both Mohammed bin Salman. Saudi Arabia and Trump's claims that it was to believe he believes that the Houthis carried this out based on their statement that they did. The only evidence Trump has released is our satellite photos that experts say are not clear enough to assign blame. He's had that we've seen a couple of, uh, you know, former Intel guys and gals like on the news, like looking at these photos going, that's not definitive. Um, Although Trump has ramped up sanctions and he's trying to form a coalition of allies without having um, military force taken off the table. So he's leaving that on the table right now. Uh, Japan is an ally to both the United States and Iran, uh, and it's still in the process of determining who was behind the attacks allegedly carried out by very accurate drones. These were drone strikes, drone strikes, and that's been confirmed, mm-hmm. and they were very accurate. Uh, this is the second time this year that Japan has contradicted Trump in the United States, pinning attacks on Iran, also included the oil tanker explosion in the Gulf of Oman. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Where they had that video that is totally blurry and no one can see of those Iranian pirates like pulling off mm-hmm. explosives off the side mm-hmm. of the tanker. So this could be a counterattack is what they're, they're saying, right? This is Saudi Arabia's oil supply? I don't, I'm not sure I understand your question. The, the attack or, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Was it Iran that was accused of attacking that? And so so who owned the ship again? I forgot who was. The, the... ship was a Japanese oil tanker taking okay, thank you. oil to Syria. 
perfect. I just forgot. There's so many countries I play. I really appreciate it's that. It's so many. Got to slow it down for me sometimes. Yeah, no, but <laughs> and that was before, and that and, and Japan said that they didn't think Iran was responsible for that. But this current mm. attack on the Saudi oil fields by the drones—they're taking responsibility for it, right? Or at least like a small group. Um, uh, the Houthis the are Houthi. not Iran. Okay, and, and so that's why the Japanese uh, foreign minister is saying we don't agree with the U.S. and Saudi Arabia. Oh, we don't think that not a good enough reason. Yeah, Iran did this. That's a very good point. I thought the Houthis was like when the Houthis and Tutsis got together, but I guess that's a separate group. They didn't get along from the uh, Rwanda thing. Oh, not the oh. same at all. <laughs> totally different. Yeah, no, those look. are Houthi rebels. Oh, they they are the Tutsi and the Hutu. I'm sorry, the Hutu. The Hutu. What are they? What's the group that we Tutsi? So there's Hutus, there's Tutsis, and then there's a third group. And these are the Houthis. Yeah, so that's why I was confused. I'm so sorry. I thought they got along and then they had, you know, a nice community of mixed Hutus and Tutsis. But nope, it's a separate group. So Houthis, Tutus, Hutus. Yes, lots. I'm learning a lot. This is very enlightening. Thank you. Let me see this. Let's see. Let's see. (laughs) Because that was a pretty big deal, the genocide in Rwanda. I'm like, wow, they must have really pulled, you know, that peace thing off if, if they're the same group. Yeah, no, the Houthis and the Hutus are different. Okay, definitely groups. different. All right, we established that. Yeah. Got it. So this is different. He says it's the Houthis. Mm-hmm. This is a group, I think they're uh, in Yemen? Or... They're, yeah, they're kind of everywhere. Okay. Yeah, mostly Yemen. There's also some in Iran. Okay, um, okay. They do have drones. Uh, they are, There's some in Saudi Arabia. That's fascinating, the drone thing, the accuracy of that. Because I was wondering, I was like, well, don't, listen, everybody kind of have drones and could that be an accident? But seeing that this is confirmed now... And they're yeah. taking credit. There's a group. Yeah, the, that's intense. And that the drone, like the the Saudi, the Saudis came out and did a press conference um, this week also with all the like junk that they found around the the site uh, after the attacks. And they pulled out all these like dr- pieces mm-hmm. of drones and stuff. And they said these are from Iran, mm-hmm. but they didn't show any proof of that. They exactly. just showed a big table of it. Like when like the drug guys come out, the Coast Guard and is like, look at all the drugs we got. And they just show you a giant <laughs> table full of drugs. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Trump, for some reason, I guess, would still be eager to go to war with them. Oh, if Saudi yeah. Arabia wants to do it, then Trump's going to want to do yeah, it. Yeah, Trump's favorite drug is Iran. <laughs> <laughs> I can't quit you. Trump's like, I ran for president. Iranian Adderall. Yeah, I can do anything. <laughs> um, the French foreign minister has also said he doesn't think Ar- Iran did it. So the French are also... But anyway, what do you think? I don't you believe don't anything Trump says, honestly. <laughs> okay. So you go I, with the opposite of whatever he says for the most part. Not even the opposite. I just they could say they could come out tomorrow and say, no, we were wrong. It was the Houthis. And I'd be like, I don't even believe you. I don't even believe That's anything. The that they part, say. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That even you can't like you don't know what to believe. And there's no DNI. So none of the intelligence agencies have a competent leader. Right. Um, and as Japan is an ally of both of us, it seems that their interests would be in peace. So yeah. mm-hmm. the fact that they're coming out and not trying to escalate anything and are kind of trying to do the opposite, I don't know. They seem to be they seem to be the more well-intentioned group yeah. than versus the U.S. Yeah, for sure. But they do sell a lot of oil through the, the tank, a lot of oil through the Gulf. Yeah, so. mm. totally. I don't know. Right. Yeah, there's a there's. A, yeah. Everybody's got a reason something. for allyship. Yeah, and it's just getting to the point where I just don't believe what they say. So uh, anything to start a war. I don't even know what I would believe, though, right? Like, wow. like what would you believe? If, if they showed like a me, like... from, like, the BBC? If they showed <laughs> me... Uh, democracy Now, maybe. <laughs> if they showed me some, like, photos of the drones or, like... I mean, I hate to get all... You know, the earth is flat because I can't see the curve, but I... I 
it's just his, his credibility is zero. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I'm trying to think of like who would who would I believe? Yeah. yeah what source? Um. Any any human or um, intelligence from like the Dutch or uh, MI6. Uh, I would probably believe. So nothing our, from our, the US. our NATO allies. Right. Our NATO ally until mm-hmm. Spain has a really great. Uh, intelligence uh, group I believe that but would you believe any of the democratic candidates <laughs> they don't have access to the intel but if they got it would you believe what they said I think it's all about like trust now right like it's really it boils down to trust like would you, would you actually if Warren if they in, were the president yeah yes yeah I would too I think it's just mm-hmm. a matter of the wrong guy and that's like a domino effect of bullshit mm-hmm. and then other dictators are like yeah it's our time we've been waiting 30 years for this we've yeah. been president for 30 years and honestly, if a Democrat is president, they're going to have a competent DNI. They're going to have competent people at the heads of the intelligence agencies. We're going to open up our communications with NATO again. Our allies in Europe are going to be able to trust us. We're not going to defund Ukrainian defense systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're not going to be Putin's bitch. So for 800 reasons, uh, just having that single Democrat in the office of president would make these kind of decisions a lot more. Such a big difference. Credible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a start. So you're you're saying you trust like, did you say Dutch intelligence agencies? Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, nice. So for them to get that, you're you're talking about them going on the ground directly and seeing it for their own eyes and reporting on it, or satellite, or yeah. whatever. Just I don't. Their I word. don't. I honestly don't know how the intelligence operations work or yeah. how they find out that stuff. Because it seems like to do that, they'd have to be working with Saudi Arabia, mm. and then if Saudi Arabia, has I don't a think the Dutch would do that. Yeah, I yeah. think the Dutch, the way the Dutch is aligned, I mean, they give us so much intel on the Russia election interference um, and uh, some of the spies that we had over here. They're a huge, massive ally in our five eyes mm. system. So I trust the other four eyes. Very nice. What is <clears throat> sorry? What is five eyes? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, <laughs> five major intelligence agencies oh, for our it. allies in the in the Western world. Oh, cool. World. That's all you have to say. Uh, and so take out the United States. Those mm-hmm. other four. Okay. Nice. Nice. Cool. Uh, also Wednesday night, the Trump administration, in an attempt to consolidate executive power, and this is crazy, has asked the Supreme Court to allow him to fire the head of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. At the heart of the case is, is I got good news, though, at the end of it. At the heart of the case is whether a fe- the federal agency can be led by a single director that the president can't remove at will. More broadly, it's about the consolidation of presidential power. I think the SCOTUS will probably hold that the president can remove the director of the CFPB. Uh, which in sh- the short term could give a big boost to Elizabeth Warren's campaign because she's the one who created the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Uh, and because that decision would allow her to um, fire Trump's director and replace him with one of her own the day that she gets into office if she were to win the presidency. Uh, the same goes for any other Democratic candidate. But there's a chance that the court could strike down the agency in its entirety. I don't think that'll happen. Uh, or SCOTUS could disallow independent agencies for which the leaders are protected against removal by the president. Most agencies are headed by a cabinet member that the president can fire at will for any reason. But the independent agent, well, not corrupt reasons, uh, but the independent agencies like the Federal Trade Commission or the Federal Communications Commission are often led by bipartisan boards. So the president can't can like get rid of a board member, but can't get rid of the whole board. But the CFPB is unique in that it's led by a single person that is protected from presidential firing. Um, they can fire him for, you know, misconduct. But if the court sides with Trump, it would actually be good news for Democrats because they'd be able to replace Trump's appointed director in that position. Nice. Mm. If they as now they would or if they got if they won the presidency. Oh, if they became president, they'd okay, be able to it. remove this person. OK. I the, see. Yeah. The president's the only person who can fire this person. OK. OK. Yeah. That'd be cool, though. If from the debate stage, the Democrat could fire. Oh, him, I was but, just wondering, though, no, if the House had anything to do with it. I thought I missed something. Oh, yeah. No, it's yeah, just my brain specifically the president. Cool. Cool. 
Uh, and it appears that Bibi Netanyahu was hoping to win this election in Israel so he could pass legislation that would prevent him from being indicted on multiple counts of corruption. But um, well, he denies any wrongdoing, saying he's the victim of a witch hunt. Uh, God. <laughs> that so old, painfully, yeah, familiar. That old chestnut. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with 97% of the vote counted as of Thursday night, both Netanyahu's right-wing bloc and his opponent, Benny Gantz of the centrist Blue and White Party, fell short of the 61 seats needed to form a government in the 120-seat parliament. Bibi called for Gantz to join him in forming a national union. Uh, unity government and Gantz said go fuck yourself <laughs> uh, he refuses to serve under Netanyahu but he, he might be interested in putting together a unity government but he will not allow him to be prime minister uh, the Israeli attorney general is set to decide whether he will charge Netanyahu on three counts including bribery fraud and breach of trust by the end of the year but even if he is prime minister the election results indicate that there won't be a majority government willing to give him immunity to allow him to pass the legislation that would give him immunity and late Thursday afternoon Benny Gantz declared victory uh, as his margin widened and Bibi has not challenged the declaration. So it appears as though he will have beaten Netanyahu by two seats, although the official results aren't out as of this recording. <laughs> wow. And in a related story, former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson said Wednesday that Israel played Trump by feeding him in- inaccurate intelligence on purpose. His Ooh. comments came during a panel discussion at Harvard, and he said Bibi did this on a few occasions. And eventually Rex Tillerson and the State Department would have to take Trump aside and tell him, you know, you've been played. With which, you've been which information? Um, Interesting. It'd be so cool if Ashton Kutcher came out at one of these like you've been you know, foreign meetings. <laughs> <laughs> totally. All right, guys, we'll be right back with more news with swearing. Hey, this is AG from the Daily Beans, and I want to tell you about a great offer from Skillshare. Uh, they're an online learning community for creators, lifelong learners, and hustlers that offers thousands of options with the convenience of online classes you can take anywhere. With more than 25,000 courses in design, business, technology, and more, you'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity and your career. You can take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, uh, creative writing, poetry, illustration, pottery. So whether you're looking to discover a new passion or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning. I recently finally took a social media marketing class, which has really given me some insight into the best times to post and what kind of content to share. And I'm also planning on taking some sound and video editing courses uh, because the last editing class I took was in 2004. So there might be some new updates to the technology and I want to be relevant. I love the Skillshare model because it's affordable, it's convenient, uh, it's personal. And right now, Skillshare is offering Daily Beans listeners two months of Skillshare for free. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today. To sign up, just go to Skillshare.com slash Daily Beans for two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash Daily Beans to start your two months for free now. Skillshare.com slash Daily Beans. You'll be glad you did. All right. This is going to make you mad. Uh, There's new reporting about the reporting about Kavanaugh and the new accusation of sexual assault. So you guys know we talked about this, I think, uh, earlier in the week or mm-hmm. maybe last week when these two uh, New York Times reporters are writing a book and, and some of that information came out and about another accusation uh, where um, a young female student at Yale, um, he exposed herself and forced his genitals into her hand and seven other people corroborated the event. She herself did not recall it. Um, and so <clears throat> that was an explosive story. It brought up the whole, trudged up the whole Kavanaugh thing again, which is so great for everyone's mental health. But according to the reporters and authors, Robin, uh, let's see, Pogrebin and Kate Kelly, Kavanaugh agreed to let them interview him for their upcoming book as long as they would publicly lie about it and say he refused to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. A representative for Kavanaugh has declined to comment. The author said they couldn't agree to the justice's terms, so they didn't conduct the interview. Wait, I'm, I'm maybe just not getting this 
<laughs> right. Did he say you're supposed to lie and say I didn't do it when he did it? Like, wouldn't they have documentation of him doing the interview? Or, like, was he just never playing? He wouldn't agree to do the interview unless they put in the book that he declined to interview. Well, that what seems strange. That seems like a mind fuck. Is it just me? No, I'm with you. I don't understand that. Hmm. Why? Weirdo. Why would he even do the interview? Why would he in do anything place? that he does, right? Why would you put your penis or whatever in someone's <laughs> hands? You know, yeah, he's a weird guy. I don't trust maybe, his judgment. Maybe because if it's known that they were talking to him directly, there would be certain questions that they would just kind of have to ask him. Okay. Because he's there in front of your face. That makes more sense. But they could I keep am, it more vague, maybe. Sure. If that makes a lot of sense. I imagine more of a dialogue, but in reality, it would probably be like you're implying something more in a narrative sense, like, but in a vague way. I have way. no idea, though. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it does seem make... strange, but but sure. I take it as, as they say, weird. <laughs> Super weird. As they say. Yeah, Kavanaugh's a weird one. I He's the source yeah, of Yeah, he basically weirdness. was like, yeah, I'll talk to you, but you can't tell people that I did. Yeah. So hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. Creating the illusion that the whole story came from other intel. Yeah, other sources. Yeah, yeah. So that he could probably, uh, you know, plausible deniability. So he could deny it. Yeah. I never said that. I don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, definitely don't want to overlook that fact. Yeah, and so that's why they didn't agree to the mm-hmm. interview. Huh. Uh, and a surprise, surprise, surprise. Trump is suing the Manhattan District Attorney <laughs> Cy Vance to block his subpoenas for eight years of yeah. Trump's federal tax returns from the accounting firm Mazars. Uh, we we had beans on that. Yeah, <clears throat> Trump's lawyer Jay Sekulow, genius extraordinaire, made the announcement, uh, but the document wasn't up on Pacer. It was weird. It was one of the things that uh, didn't go up. We only got the lawsuit because it was released by the Southern District of New York. The suit challenges Cy Vance's subpoenas that are part of his investigation into whether the Trump Organization broke the law by falsifying business records in the hush money payment and cover up scandal. Trump contends the subpoena is unconstitutional because the president can't be criminally charged. So therefore, he can't be subject to criminal process, such as a grand jury subpoena. Classic. Classic. Classic Trump. Uh, No court has ever directly ruled on that question. So there is no case law supporting their assertion. But they do cite the Justice Department guidelines. That's the Office of Legal Counsel memo that we, you know, we are all very familiar uh-huh. with. That says you can't indict a sitting president. And he says, since you can't indict me, you can't take me through any criminal process. Yeah, I want to get it tattooed, that whole memo. <laughs> oh, God, that would hurt. <laughs> yeah. It's a long memo. Uh, they're calling it, hor- remember uh, your joke about uh, he filed a 40-page brief? And you're like, it doesn't sound brief. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the same sitch. Uh, and they're calling it harassment, presidential harassment, though Trump is now suing in four cases related to his tax returns, including the D.C. case against the House Ways and Means Committee and Richard Neal, his case against the Trust Act in New York, where the state, you know, can now they passed a law that says they can get the state taxes, even though they haven't requested them. He preemptively sued them. His case against the House Democrats, who subpoenaed Mazars, which is what this is also, but this is the Manhattan D.A. And now the suit in California, where Trump's lawyers are set to appear in Sacramento, today uh, regarding their new California Presidential Tax Transparency and Accountability Act that will require him to release his taxes to appear on yeah. the California primary ballot. Is there a tax bingo? I feel yeah, like I know, right? There's definitely got to be a game out there. And I don't understand why he's suing there because he's canceling primaries in other states. So why does he even want a pri- Like, why does he care? I yeah, yeah. And sorry, I'm in lawsuit bingo. <clears throat> but yeah, I guess he has enough tax lawsuits too. Oh, he's got like 3,400 lawsuits going yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, can you, God, to imagine that the only thing standing between us learning things that would make him indictable is just this one effort Hmm. is a really great thought. Hmm. I hope that this is all he has. 
and that he's going to uh, counter sue and then he's going to lose yeah. and everything's going to be okay when we finally expose him as the fraud and criminal that he is. Yeah, and the good news, I think, in the, in the DA case here at least is that that doesn't go to the Supreme Court or the D.C. Circuit. It, go, it goes to the state court and the, and the New York State Supreme Court. Right. And that's it. So it's under state jurisdiction. Yes. Yeah. Which is great for pardon purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not only pardon purposes, but just they're much and not more... not indicting f- a sitting president. They're oh, fair yeah. courts. Mm-hmm. They're Ooh. more fair courts. Wow. He has Because he, Trump can't stack the New York State Court. You're Right. So we, we see these things all the time, but just hearing it all together, it's like, yeah, the states are kind of more powerful in this case. And I, I take them for granted every day. Well, that's because Democrats have always been against states having too much individual power. Right. Oh. Because they tried to keep <laughs> slavery. That's true. They did. <laughs> they, that's, states that's have what, had a huge history did, of doing bad, what, bad things. That's what <laughs> racists argue was the, what the Civil War was fought over, was states' rights. Well, it was compromised, too. You know, never <laughs> right. forget. It was compromised. Okay. <laughs> slavery. Yeah. yeah Three-fifths yeah. compromised. Yeah. The Missouri Congress. Compromise. <laughs> uh, do you remember that? Oh, we didn't compromise enough. That what? So Calling cray. people of color three fifths of a person isn't a good enough compromise. They find for you? ways to like have these code words. I mean, I know it's called um like dog whistle <laughs> politics, like you know this this different lingo for uh, for what they really mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I've been listening. It's bullshit. Um, I've been listening to sixteen nineteen per year yes. recommendation. Incredible, right? Yeah, that first episode, dude. Abe Lincoln, not as much of a hero as we all. Oh, think dude, he I is. told you about that whole project. You did. God yeah, damn, sixteen nineteen. So Project. It's so incredible. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so much about like the minstrel, um, which is such so, a funny phrase for this, but the blackface musical um, era. Oh, the minstrels. That, yeah, minstrel. Yeah, I think of like minstrel cycle. I'm like, yeah, bloody. Totally way. different. Yeah. Totally <laughs> different. But yes, ending the same. Yeah, yeah, same squeamish feeling inside. <laughs> But um, I really do think it's crazy how like black music is American music, as the guy said it in the show, and and it just boils down to a really weird, dark time for even black artists. Like they did blackface when they were black, and that was a weird transitional period. America just has to always find a way to feel better about things when they're transitioning. Like, did they tie that into the Childish Gambino video? They did not, but what a missed opportunity! <laughs> Seriously, get on it, New York Times. There was a big part of that. Yeah, but there? I'm sorry, I mean digress. Great, great series. I'm glad yeah. you're listening. Yeah. Well, no, I was just a uh, surprise, not surprised. That's the wrong word because I'm not surprised that I didn't learn this in K-12. But you only hear, you know, that Abe, Abe, honest Abe, emancipated the slaves, <laughs> right? And that, that's all you hear. You don't hear about the fact that what they go over in this podcast is that that was almost like a scare tactic to get the South to stay on, totally, which is so messed up. It was a bluff they called, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And then also, um, I don't know why the last episode was just my favorite. I loved everything they covered. Actually, the last episode was about health care for black people, and that was a whole different thing. But with the music episode, which was my favorite, they discussed how um, Motown, the record label, came out of the, the minstrel. Is that how you pronounce it? The minstrel era? Minstrel. Minstrel. M-I-N. Yeah, minstrel. Yeah, minstrel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm saying it right. Yeah, you got it. Basically, Motown was the the response to that. It was black people owning their own voices and saying, "You're making fun of you know who you think I am. I'm going to tell you who I am." And it came out like swinging, like Motown. Like we know Motown. Mm-hmm. That was a response to to blackface music. I did not know that. You, Me I mean, either. chronologically, I just didn't realize they were so close, <laughs> back to back. Who knew? Yeah, it, it, because we we tend to be taught that 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 racism ended millennia ago, and the slaves were freed forever ago, and everyone's been got had the same rights since forever ago. And so when you think, oh yeah, no, that was right then, and they overlapped, and people are still alive that were around in that era, it's it's very it's it's very eye opening. Totally, yeah. totally. Um, 
And so, yeah, I, if you haven't checked out 1619, you definitely need to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fans were hitting me up or about that. Or 1619, I think, is what they're... 1619. Yeah, okay, is that what they're calling yeah, it? Yeah, because it's the year. When I first heard it, they were just saying it 1619. And so oh, they I, must have switched it up. But yeah. that sounds like the beginning of my phone I love number. how there's multiple hosts. You'll hear, like, different perspectives, and it's really interesting. Yeah, it's really, really well put together. Yeah, like right? hearing the white people cringe. S- uh, super um, <laughs> uh, innovative form of journalism. Oh, absolutely. What they're doing Hats off to yeah. New York Times for that one. Uh, and the judge in Roger Stone's case has made a ruling on Stone's motions to suppress evidence and to compel pro- compel production of certain other evidence. But the ruling has been filed under seal because it's based in part on sealed information. There's nothing more on this, but I can guess. I think Stone wants to suppress certain parts of the Mueller report, but likely wants to get his hands on the same kind of materials that Sidney Powell is asking for in the Flynn case. I imagine the Amy Berman... Uh, Judge Jackson, if you're nasty, who has read the unredacted Stone material, will not give him uh, irrelevant shit. And she's, but so I think she'll partially dismiss um, or fully dismiss the motion. But my beans are on um, a partial granting and a partial denial, allowing him to have access to some relevant parts of the redacted Mueller report. But she's certainly not going to hand everything over to him. So again, beans on a partial denial, partial grant. Both sides have until September 23rd to object to an unsealing of her opinion. Cool. All right. So we could see that uh, next week. Yes. <laughs> I got to check my horoscope. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you guys check your horoscope? Uh, no. I, I do mm. not. Amanda does. Oh, Amanda, that's what's up. Nice. nice. <laughs> she, Ooh, she just did the yes. two thumbs. Who's yes. Two thumbs and After checks the show, start? we'll get into it. Yes, yes. I read one shitty horoscope that was completely off, and I was like, never again will you, I believe. You got to check multiple sites and just keep looking for your bias. You just got to keep searching. <laughs> it's out there. Yeah, you'll find the, you'll find the good you'll one. You'll find Perfect. the right one. Yeah. I used to write a horrible scope. Um, for a zine <laughs> it'd be like oh you're an Aries shut up you can't play the drums that well <laughs> get a real job you that's suck that's funny or uh, Gemini whoa calm down you're fucking weird and uh, two-faced and I hate your face Aww. and then Virgo well, you might as well just get uh, what is it you might as well just get a serial killer kit now um, <laughs> just, you know stuff like that um, and you're born you know just like really like the horrible worst parts of everything I'd be like yeah your life sucks because of this and fuck you and it, it was just really negative but hilarious it seems like you were you, working through you... something at the time <laughs> you feel me? better no, now no no hey dude they're the assholes not me okay okay just can generally. you do Taurus uh, oh yeah I'd tell you stuff but you won't fucking listen <laughs> that's what Taurus is so why funny. even bother giving you this fucking horoscope you're not gonna listen to it anyway you know that's better than any other itself. horoscope I have personally read yeah yeah I totally so. can see someone listening to this every morning like shot of espresso in the air what, what are you Oh, I'm a Scorpio. Oh, brat. Oh, <laughs> oh is that what I... I've heard lots of things. A little that, kinky. That checks out. Like that, the fuck. Also. Super brat. Both. <laughs> All of the above. What are you? Oh, same as me. Aquarians. Weirdos. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. Do you want us to care about you? <laughs> we do, but it won't seem like it. Bye. <laughs> That's great. Um... So, yeah, while I don't read my horoscope, I certainly seem to know plenty about them, don't I? That's true. Um, yeah, you had your you, fill. If you want me to give you your horoscope, uh, hit us up at Daily Beans Pod on Twitter. Just give me, you know, give me your sign and I'll just give you a quick, I'll look at your little icon and I'll learn, I, I'll know everything. You got to make it a segment. You know that, right? Horoscope. 
Oh, well, now we have to have a horoscope. There we go. Bean scopes. It's got to be a thing. Bean scope. Sure. <laughs> that sounds terrible. But you can just like predict <laughs> things in the future bean wise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me read your beans. Oh my gosh, yeah. I remember Miss Cleo. Like you she raised me when my parents went out. Yeah. Read the beans. <laughs> <laughs> read Sorry, the TB. Miss Cleo raised me when my parents went out. I remember Miss Cleo. Oh yeah. That's awesome. My babysitter. Guys, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, let's talk about the holidays. I know it's crazy early to talk about the holidays, but if you're anything like me, the holidays start the second after Halloween is over, and you don't want to go through another holiday season taking closed mouth photos while everyone else is smiling ear to ear. That's why I'm getting my photo-ready smile now with clear aligners from Candid. Now, Candid's aligners can help straighten your teeth faster than traditional wire wire braces, and they're way more comfortable, and treatments can just take six months on average. Uh, An experienced orthodontist who is licensed in your state will create your custom treatment plan. Then they show you a 3D preview so you can see how your teeth will move and and how it'll look when you're done. It's really cool. Uh, Candid's aligners are comfortable, removable, and completely invisible. Uh, And you guys know what's important to me, uh, convenience and philanthropy, and Candid has both. So first... Candid ships your aligners directly to you. There's no hassle of going to an orthodontist's office. So you get you break down that access to care, that barrier. And they cost 65% less than braces. And with each aligner purchased, get this, Candid uh, donates $25 to Smile Train, who brings safe, 100% free cleft lip and palate treatment to children around the globe. And that brings a tear to my eye. That's a really, that's a cause that I, I care about a lot. So uh, I will have a photo-ready smile by the holidays, and you can too. Go to candidco.com slash dailybeans and use code dailybeans to get $75 off. That's candidco.com slash dailybeans, code dailybeans for $75 off. Candidco.com slash dailybeans, code dailybeans. You'll be glad you did. Hashtag Yar mateys. Today is hashtag talk like a pirate day. International Talk Like a Pirate Day was created in 1995. Uh, let's see. I was in college, about mm. to join the Navy, by John Bauer, a.k.a. Old uh, Chum Bucket. That's his name. <laughs> That's adorable. Old Chum Bucket. And Mark Summers, a.k.a. Captain Slappy. I don't want to know how he's called that. <laughs> Sounds dirty. I like it. Uh, I love that. <laughs> Captain Slappy. In honor of International Talk Like a Pirate Day, I'd like to read for you Trump's tweets about the ICIG whistleblower as Trump as a pirate. Ooh. <clears throat> I feel like I'm doing an impersonation at an open mic. Okay, here's my impersonation of Trump as a pirate reading his tweets. <laughs> and then you have to repeat it. Yeah, one more time. Trump uh, as a pirate reading his tweets. Ahoy, avast ye fake news. I will haul them, keel haul them. Anytime I speak to foreign pirates on the phone, there are many people listening, shiver me timbers, the likes of which has never been seen. Knowing all this, any son of a biscuit eater dumb enough to believe I would hornswoggle America or call with so many forebooters is listening? What am I? Three sheets to the wind? Yo-ho, bottle of rum, teetotaler, no booze, Adderall, winning. That yeah. sounded so poetic. That's pretty incredible. Thank you. Yo-ho, yes. Yo-ho, you had me at yo-ho. <laughs> yo-ho, bottle of rum. <laughs> That sounded seriously like the most eloquent. <laughs> you made him sound better. You did. You made Both him the sound. most eloquent Trump and the most eloquent pirate. Yeah. I've heard somehow combining them, they just made a, made a better product. So when you mix piracy with Trump, <laughs> you get poetry. Mm. Uh, so yeah, head to social media, get your pirate on with dangerous implications. Yeah, there. I thought of more literal <laughs> since you get oil, but I'd love to hear your Trump pirate tweets. So uh-huh. take any Trump tweet, turn it into a pirate uh, tweet, hit hashtag talk like a pirate day and tag us at daily beans pod. I'd love to hear these. Um, uh, and climate pirate Greta Thunberg sailed the Atlantic in a zero emissions boat. You like that segue? <laughs> 
and appeared on Capitol Hill yesterday with a singular message. Wake up. Uh, she says, this is not the time or place for dreams. This is the time to wake up. This is the moment in history we need to be wide awake. This is the biggest crisis in humanity that humanity has ever faced. You cannot solve a crisis without treating it as one. Stop telling people everything will be fine. It will not be fine. Uh, Thurnberg is easily the most high-profile climate activist uh, in history, since at least uh, Al Gore is the only other one that, that I think even reached this height. He's not nearly as adorable. It's not going <laughs> to... Yeah, she's way more popular. Lockbox. Uh, <laughs> you got the right idea, though. She's only 16. And on her two-day trip to Washington, she witnessed um, our divided government close up and told Trevor Noah on The Daily Show that the thing that sets America apart from other countries she's visited about climate change is that we are still arguing that climate change is real. Yeah. She and a group of youth activists met with Nancy Pelosi Wednesday and presented a set of demands, including a call to support a Green New Deal. And she also met with Obama. And if you haven't seen this video, you should see it. Mm -hmm, uh, it's incredible. Grab a tissue. Yeah. She also said, I don't know if you were going to mention it, but one of my favorite quotes was um, she said, I don't want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to the scientists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, exactly. And I that's mean, her that's whole point. mic drop right there, right? Yeah. And she, she also met with Schumer, but she did not meet with Trump and she didn't meet with any Republican leaders. Instead, mm. she protested outside the White House. Yeah, her time is valuable. Yeah, she'd probably be like the first minor Trump ever punched in the Oval Office. If you <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it real with Jordan. <laughs> I love it. Can you imagine how that conversation would go? Because when you're young, you just don't give a fuck. If by I'm, punched you mean groped, no, probably not. Right, yeah, no. I, I feel like this he, whole this whole thing is Trump's, like, he's meeting his match in so many ways. Like, he doesn't understand climate change. Yeah. Like, he doesn't respect, you know, like, women or, or young right, women. Right, exactly. Yeah, That's like what I'm saying. He'd be so totally. infuriated and emasculated by mm -hmm. a 16-year-old he would explode. Smart ass, like yeah. influential, <laughs> yeah. mic dropping he woman. He like a volcano, yeah. which is very ironic. Yeah. She could get more votes in America today than him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I commend her so much. Like what she's doing, like you said, it's it's a youthful spirit, but also it's something more than that. She's like this amazing leader that I didn't even know the world needed. Like just the fact that this is her future on the line, all of our future, but like someone at her age to be so wise and articulate what a lot of people at her age are feeling right now. And that's the thing too, is the age thing. Uh, Jaleesa, you bring that up and that's a great um, point because during her appearance before Congress, there was also a young conservative activist mm. named Benji Backer. He's a founder of the American Cons uh, Conservation Coalition, a group of young conservatives concerned about climate change. Climate science is real. It's not a hoax, he said, addressing Trump in his testimony. As a proud American and lifelong conservative, as a young person, I urge you to accept climate change for the reality it is and respond accordingly. We need your leadership. So, you know, thanks to Greta, uh, millions of young people are set to strike today, Friday, uh, by walking out of class. And this is expected to be the single biggest global environmental demonstration in history. That's so cool. And the organizers have five demands, a Green New Deal the respect of indigenous land and so uh, sovereignty, environmental justice, protection and restoration of biodiversity, and sustainable agriculture. And for more information on this, you can head to strikewithus.org. Uh, but you're so right about that age thing. It, I think I th it, co it comes to a certain point where uh, a lot of the boomers are thinking, eh, I'll be dead. And someone like me is thinking, oh, I'll be fine. And then someone like her is like, no, I will not have the luxury of thinking that I'll be fine in my 20s. Like, yeah. I'm thinking in my 40s, which I still am, am taking for granted. I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know. But I forget 40s is like the new 20s. Like, every time I get older, I forget that you feel, you, you never feel old and, and you never really get old. It's just like you never feel like you have enough time. And so, like, in reality, these things are going to affect us in our prime lifetime, you know. Like, this is crazy, but... 
even as a millennial, I still feel jaded to it. So yeah. I respect her so much for, for constantly keeping that drum beat going. It's so important and, and just so relevant to me. Yeah, and this is what Obama was talking about, about about hope. This is His hope wasn't, I'm going to win an election uh, and everything's going to be great. That yeah. wasn't the hope he was talking about. The hope he was talking about is all the young people, people being born uh, that are going to wash over this country like a wave of awesomeness. And that is the hope that his hope thing is about yeah the really sad thing is that environmental racism is very real and the groups of people that are going to feel the change first and hardest is always going to be communities of color Absolutely. and because of that there's going to be this sense of safety that people who have any amount of privilege really are Ooh. going to experience during it when it starts getting really it's bad even and you've seen that in your lifetime with katrina oh, totally. you were you were right in it yeah it happened so quickly i was just thinking about that today it's funny like it just like flashbacks of wow yeah america can become, can become a third world country just like that overnight almost right you know, when you merge like two classes one that's been deprived of, of basic rights and another who's been like so privileged they don't even know what oppression even is really it's like they're that disconnected which is almost like um, an adversity in itself. I know it's crazy to say rich people have a blind spot that's an adversity, but I truly do think when you're born into wealth, I don't blame them sometimes for being, and I don't mean like the really cool liberal or, you know, woke conservative moderates, but like, you know, really rich conservatives that are like, oh, deal with it, you know? No, they're going to come for you. They're going to, it's going to be like the purge. You don't want it to get that bad. Trust me, this affects you. And and it's not your fault that you can't see it per yeah, se, somebody, but I'm trying to tell you. Somebody said on, on Labor Day, like, hey, I'm just want to remind uh, all the rich people and, and corporate owners that, you know, the reason that we have uh, minimum wage and, and Labor Day is because, you know, we were going to come and kill you in your houses. And this was the deal that we had so that we didn't do that. Just a reminder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You tell me to pull myself up in my bootstraps and, and yeah, but you're not it's even- going to be. It's you offensive. can't even get boots. When exactly, you can't afford boots. You can't. You don't have a basic living wage, and oh, and then they're gonna say like, "Sorry, I just think some conservatives tell liberals to like get guns." You know, like, "Oh, if you're trying to take my guns away, you better get guns yourself." And I'm like, "Okay, if that's what you want, <laughs> you said it. No, you don't want that. You don't want it. <laughs> Let's just try peacefully through policy." Yeah, can you imagine if this is what conservatives are like, just angry right now? We've the Democratic Party has just been such a giant sleeping bear. So yeah. long, yeah. If shit actually gets like, is that how normally goes? Everyone, you're right. It's always like actually it wakes care. up and it goes to bed for 150 or so years. Poke the bear, and it poke the bear, and there's a revolution. Absolutely. Uh, well, right. guys, we'll be all you know. We'll be here for it. So that's kind of <laughs> nice. We'll all be able to say we were there for the revolution. And if I'm not, just keep my head alive. <laughs> hey, I'll that can be nice corner. too. To not be here for it could be a blessing. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, we've been talking since the beginning of Mueller. She wrote that all I want to know is what's in the Mueller report, fully unredacted, and all the underlying evidence and grand jury materials. But I don't think I'll live long enough for that to be declassified. <laughs> so we're working on a way to keep my head alive uh, after I pass away, so that I can figure it out. Although we did have God on the podcast, and he assured me uh, that once I. Do pass on to the next realm he will show me all the unredacted uh, <laughs> materials underlying evidence and grand jury stuff so nice. shout out to god shout out god finally mm, we learned katie waldman uh, the communications director for Republican loser Martha McSally and former defender of Trump's border policy as the press secretary for Department of Homeland Security has been hired as Mike Pence's press secretary uh, eh, whatever but the skeevy part of this story is that she's also dating Stephen Miller mm. ugh <laughs> <laughs> That's why uh, I put in my script 
wait for a response. <laughs> wow. So is that why dating uh, Stephen Miller was was trending? I didn't notice yep. like the reason, but okay. Stephen Miller's ex- dating. I thought it was like you know one of those give me a reason why you would date Stephen Miller. I was like I don't even want to get into this, but someone actually is dating him. Yeah. No reason. No reason. No reason. Hmm. Unless I wanted a free membership into the hair club for men, which I don't need. You know, she must actually believe in his policy because a lot of people seem to actually hate you know Mexicans and stuff. Like I unfortunately I think there's so many people out there that you wouldn't think you're like you know you're an attractive person you get promise and they end up being racist and i'm like come on (laughs) and so they're probably i assume she's attractive because he in comparison anyone to him is really attractive she's pretty cute i would think yeah and he's very powerful objectively she's pretty cute she's nobody i would ever date she's nobody i would ever date if you're a conservative and you're dating someone that works for the president i mean that's got to feel good but i can't relate to a conservative any further than that general yeah i don't even actually know any uh yeah that's too much she um except for my crazy uncle yeah Uh, but she she was the press secretary for Department of Homeland Security, and I'm sure Stephen Miller had a oh. lot to do with that policy. And then Charlotte Clymer tweeted, quote, my thoughts and prayers go out to anyone dating Stephen Miller. Um, <laughs> we've covered a few stories on how Trump supporters can't seem to get a date. We Remember, did. you know how, like, I think Esquire did one, Vanity they Fair did. did one, and um, in we were talking. specifically, I remember. Yeah. Especially in D.C. A lot I'm... a lot happens in California, too. And so you get to this point where there's nobody, like, there's, like, not plenty of fish in the sea. Uh, dot com should be the, the, the dating site for Trump supporters. <laughs> so they all, it's got to be very incestuous. They all just have to fuck each other because, they're, they're like, they're, where, are you, where else are you going to go? Well, yeah, and I figured that would shoot us in the foot because saying something like that is it's only funny for a moment, but eventually, of course, they're going to find a date. Like, that's why I think sometimes Yeah, but only liberals, among themselves. And that's who they were going to date mm-hmm. the whole time. They're not going to date a political liberal activist. Like, they're going to date someone who thinks like them. I mean, unless they're they Kellyanne They want to, though, because we're way hotter. Yep. Uh, okay, that's another thing where I'm just like, <laughs> people are hot on both parties, but that's unfortunate, too, because it really confuses me. It depends <laughs> It depends on if the brain is factored in to any of your attractions. You're right. Oh, if it you're always safe, is. If you're 100%. Sapiosexual. I never actually, like, because to me, like, hotness is is mostly is on Same. the inside. Oh. Uh, and so <laughs> that's where all the blood is. Yeah, I'm a little, I can be a little, you know, I like physical attraction, too. I, I factor that in. That's why Stephen Miller, to me, is really unattractive. But you're right. And also on both levels, he's unattractive. But, um, yeah, sapiosexuals exist. Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, and, guys, that's the show. Um, so, again, what, what are our call to a- calls to action? I, wa- I want to hear your Trump tweets in pirate language. Hashtag talk like a pirate day. Uh, at and make sure to tag us at Daily Beans mm-hmm. and then if you want your horrible scope uh, it won't be kind send it to at Daily Beans I'll try to put a nice spin on the end I'll do it you know what I'll do a horoscope sandwich Aww. I'll, I'll say something nice and then I'll put your real horoscope in there and then I'll close with something nice I like that that's fair very I fair. That's fair I think it's fair too and, and please any... don't take them personally I don't <laughs> know you you know that and if I do know you don't ask no, <laughs> I love communicating with you guys on Twitter. We need to get more followers at uh, at Daily Beans Pod too. Uh, we'll be giving away um, uh, our CEO of our network and myself, AG. We will fly out to where you are. We will have lunch with you once we hit twenty thousand followers. One lucky follower and a friend will come have lunch with you wherever you live in the forty-eight contiguous conus. We call it contiguous United States. Nice. Unless you're in Australia, maybe I'll come to Australia. Ooh. That'd just be fun. That'd just be an excuse. Hell yeah. To go to Australia and ride it off. God, I want to go there. All right, before we get out of here, any final thoughts? Uh, just to check out the Racial Maddow show. I got another episode coming out soon. And, Have you started um, Jaleesa Johnson's show yet? Not yet, but I'm about to. You're in the works right I now. Ooh, it's soon, like October. Check out that. Yes. And I, uh, You're also on Fiverr doing editing, right? 
I am. I'm on a lot of stuff. Oh my gosh. That's super cool. I'm hustling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of now other stuff I could plug, but I'll post it on social media. All right. I'm just right anyone. And yeah. That's, uh, at Tweet Jalisa. Yeah, yeah. And what's your Insta? Insta is Rachel Maddow. At Rachel Maddow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to hire me, get that shmoney. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, I have no final thoughts. All right. Do you have any non-final thoughts? (laughs) 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 It seemed really specific. Uh, My only final thought, like I said, definitely check out uh, Rachel Maddow and uh, check out Jaleesa on Fiverr. Uh, Look for the upcoming Jaleesa Johnson show. We have Muller She Wrote, um, which is in the same feed that you get right now. Uh, Jordan, you're going to be working on a podcast. We'll pimp that as soon as it comes out. And uh, please just take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Uh, I have a whole list. It just keeps growing. But uh, (laughs) uh, I've been AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is produced by AG, featuring Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>